Sweetest Honey, the podcast. Sweetest Honey, the podcast. Podcast. Why, are you, why do you always want that to be the podcast theme? Um, I feel like that's what you want because you are the one that always starts out singing it. Sweetest Honey, the podcast. Podcast. But you always just whisper podcast the same way. Yeah. I'm the hype man. I know if those dogs start barking, Person. I'm going to lose my shit. Well, prepared to have your shit lost, honey. Because it's going to happen. You're so supportive, literally. Hello, honeybees. We're Hi. back. Hi. We're back. We're back. Look at that. A regular episode. She told y'all. Mm-hmm. Don't act like I never told you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, we're back with another episode of the Sweetest Honey Podcast. So, hopefully you guys went and checked out Cassandra Jetta, <laughs> Cassandra Jetta, Cassandra Zetta's website and Instagram page yeah. to see all of the beautiful photography that she does. Again, we love her. I know that there are some of you guys that are engaged. You're already married. You're looking for wedding photographers, whatever. Just go and check her out. Again, she loves to travel. Mm-hmm. Um She is actually out of the continental U.S. right now (laughs) doing like a seminar retreat type of thing. And it's really, really cute just to see how much fun she's having and developing those skills. Like she's so passionate about what she does. So, of course, we're still going to continue to give her all of the love. And y'all will probably continue to hear this until she has booked up the slots that she has remaining for 2020. In advance, you're welcome. So um, that's one thing. And there was another thing that has completely slipped my mind. And I'm sure it will pop back up at a completely, totally inappropriate time. All right. I feel like you should definitely just shout it out in whatever inappropriate time there is. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's new with you, babe? Well, um, at work, I've been given a an interim assistant and in the go-ahead to hire an assistant and I'm super excited about that mm-hmm. or a second in command rather um and you're hiring an assistant yes okay yeah um or promoting from within an assistant yes mm. um and you have been cooking more so I've been eating really good vegan food uh well it ends up being vegetarian when i'm finished with it because i have been adding cheese i'm sorry uh but it's been so good and we discovered that you like gnocchi and i like gnocchi so it all has worked out those are the things that i can remember and if you don't know what like i like to say gnocchi is it's like potato pasta yeah pretty much and they look like little, they look like big beans. It's very cute and it's very tasty. So instead of just pasta, if you just wanted to switch it up a little bit, the texture is pasta-like um, and it tastes really, really good and like cream-based, uh, cream-based or I'd imagine like broth-based mm-hmm. um, soups and yeah dishes so yeah. it's really really good if it's you have so never good. tried it that was my first time ever having it i it's was like so good i can figure out how to cook it it was really good uh yeah yours is much better than uh the first time i ever had it was at olive garden mm-hmm. and they have a chicken and gnocchi soup mm-hmm. and of course i like it's basically just like it tasted like a chicken and dumpling soup it was mm-hmm. great yeah like yeah. potato dumplings yeah so yes. you do that with like spinach and it's a cream-based uh well technically potato soup. dumplings would be like pierogies though oh but you, you, you get the gist. Yeah, that but it is, was really that good. describes yeah. the texture well. Um, what else is new? That's it? That's all I can remember right now, uh, especially considering we did what's new 
just a few days ago. So, <laughs> throwing off my game. True. Yeah. What's okay. new with you, babe? So, I went to the Lady Parts doctor earlier oh. today. And um, don't worry, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of like of the gritty details or anything like that. But (laughs) it was very funny because I laughed hysterically during my exam because it tickled when she was swabbing. Oh, (laughs) Um, I know that all of our AFAB listeners know about the swab and you know how uncomfortable that can be. It was not uncomfortable and I giggled a lot and she was very alarmed. Because this is my first time seeing this doctor. Yeah. And I could just kind of see her like, whoa, 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 are you okay? And I was like, yeah, like it just kind of tickles. And she was like, oh, that's <laughs> what a interesting. strange lady. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you're, you're weird. Yeah. And I also made friends with her assistant, like her nursing assistant, mm-hmm. whose name was also Tiffany. And we bonded and it was great. That sounds about right. Um, I love meeting black people out in the wild. And then it's just. <laughs> the wild? Well, you know what I mean. Like just no, complete understand. strangers. You know, she was at work. And just how connected I felt to this person because like we laughed while she was, you know, doing my intake and everything like that. So it was a really, really good experience. And surprisingly, I was actually in and out pretty quickly. Like my wait was only about maybe 15 minutes. And then the exam itself might have been like maybe 15 or 20 minutes, Hmm. like intake and exam and everything. And I left. It took me longer to park, I feel like, than it took for me to actually have my appointment. But it was great. She was really, really sweet. Um, oh, and another funny thing that happened, uh, (laughs) I was getting undressed, but like the way that I like to get undressed because I am neurotic is I like to like take my clothes off. They had hangers. So I wanted to like hang my garments on the hangers and she just got me when I was like, Cause you know, like you have to put the hospital gown on backwards so that it opens in the front. Yeah. And if you guys have ever seen me or pictures of me, y'all know that like I'm very top heavy. (laughs) So it just made me like, I was just trying to keep it closed and then keep this little cloth like covering me up on the bottom and everything. And then she was coming in and she was like, are you ready? And I was like, no, 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 I'm not ready yet. And all that I could think (laughs) about was that lady because she was starting to come in and I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm not ready yet. And she was like, okay, I'm so sorry. So when she came back in and said, oh, no, I just feel like I'm running behind and everybody has just been waiting and waiting and waiting. And I just want to make sure I get to everybody. And then I realize it's not that bad. All that I could think about was that girl at (laughs) in Montgomery who I was trying to like push in her wheelchair when she did not want my help. Mm. So apparently it's not just me that's hearing yes when somebody has said no. Okay, but I did not feel violated or anything by the doctor. I just didn't want to like. Yeah. Meet her with like one of my tits hanging out of this gown. Yeah, we saved that for the examination. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at least like to get an introduction first. You know, somebody look you in the eye and say, hi, I'm Dr. So-and-so. Yeah. Uh, Fun fact. um, Anytime we get a new doctor or anything like that, Tiffany has to go first and check it out. And then if she enjoys her experience, I will follow suit. (laughs) And then Tiffany will schedule an appointment for Allison to see said doctor. Tiffany schedules all of the appointments for everything always. True, because otherwise I just I just won't. She just won't do it. I'm like, oh well, oh I've been meaning to. Well, I guess I can wait till. And I'd be like, well, I guess shut up about these cramps though, because I had tried to schedule your damn appointment, <laughs> you didn't want to go, so the one person that could help you can't help mm. you. So I don't. Oh no. I don't want to hear it. What do you want me to hear? Is a heating pad. Good night. I don't. 
have a nap. I don't know what to do for you. Oh, I like naps. No, I'm just kidding. I'm nicer to you than that. But <laughs> you yeah. are. So one of our honeybees just got married. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to Emily and Congrats. to your new spouse. Oh, boy. Um, And being a wife and all of your duties, like Emily and I speak pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. And Emily is very special to us. I'm not going to say exactly like all of the details about what Emily does and the ties that we have to one another. But she's very special to us. Um, and you know, it was just interesting, just the parallels in her situation and my situation. And there's Mm. an overlap with just the way that we think and the way that we feel about things and stuff like that. So, um, of course, like it's like a newly wed, like 20 something, you know, like we're all a little closer to 30, but a new, you know, a newly wed 20 something, you know, just figuring life stuff out and of course you know i like to be an active listener and i don't listen just to advise and i don't just want to jump in with advice but sometimes i will just say and here is a piece of unsolicited advice i know you didn't ask for it but i feel Hmm. like it'll be very very helpful and her response to that was very positive and so emily and her new nuptials has kind of been the inspiration for this episode so we're going to talk about things that we've learned in marriage and then like these could be things that could you know apply if you've been married for a while or if you are thinking about getting married if you're engaged if you've got you know an engagement ring in your underwear drawer waiting for the right moment or just if you kind of need a refresher course that was the feedback that we got about the five love languages episode um we got a lot of feedback about how people didn't think to look at those things and how that inspired them and helped them and open up some discussions within their relationships and in their marriages as well. So I thought that it would be cool to kind of revisit that, but it would just be things that we've learned just through our marriage and things that being married has taught us. Okay. What do you think about that? I think that's a great idea, babe. Okay. So babe, how how would this be the easiest? Would it be easier if I just kind of like list something off? Yes. And then you tell me like about your thing and then I respond. Would that be a a good, easy to follow format? Yeah, we can start there. I know that you're tired. You've been using brain power all day. That's why I try to, I try to steer it and just. (laughs) I appreciate you. My, My brain stops working. I try to get us to the top of the hill and then you can just like push it into neutral and just coast, you know? I'm gonna shove us down the hill. No. Like, oh. don't shove us down the hill, but you know how you can just shift <laughs> no, your automatic a, car into neutral it and it will just coast. It was and... a joke. Oh, okay. Well, Soiled it. Sorry. It's okay. Apparently, I think, that, <laughs> okay. I think that I'm funny than I actually, <laughs> funnier than you I actually am. You are funny. Am. I just didn't understand where you were coming no, from. No, it's, it's okay. After five o'clock, I'm not funny. Well, I mean, you're usually funnier than this okay so what about (laughs) what have you learned about love languages oh um they change Mm -hmm. um as does anything in a relationship it Mm -hmm. adapts and it changes and Mm -hmm. um for instance mine initially going into our marriage was very much so physical touch and uh quality time uh and those are still important to me but words of affirmation has gotten up there pretty highly as well for me i would even say that like physical touch is always going to be your number one yeah but i feel like easily for you words of affirmation is my now number two. are more important than quality time to you yeah i would agree with that yeah um plus i feel like my definition of quality time is is different we've talked about that before yeah uh so quality time 
is kind of goes hand in hand for physical touch with me. Like, I just want to be within your proximity as far as quality time for me goes. Mm -hmm. So that could really just stay within the realm of physical touch. Anyway, so they change Mm -hmm. and um, adapt. How, what, what do you think about that? Definitely with the changes and adaptations Mm -hmm. and also just defining what those mean specifically Mm -hmm. for you. Just to your point about quality time and how Allison's quality time is just we're in the same room you can see me or smell me or like reach out and touch me somehow and I'm just like if we're not engaged I don't have your full undivided attention it does not feel like quality time to me quality time can be having a new experience we can have quality time in the car or we can just have we're in the car time they're two different things quality time in the car just means the music is low we're having a conversation we're probably holding hands talking about something we're engaged I like just holding hands. in the car time is just like if we're listening to music or mm-hmm. you know i'm like do you need me to put in an address for you for mm. gps if you're driving or whatever so it's still we're together but i see that there's things that make quality time specifically quality time for me yeah and that makes more sense and we had to have that conversation Mm -hmm. uh because i was sitting over here being like what do you mean we've literally spent all day next to each other having quality time and you're like babe no we spent all day next to each other playing games on our phone and Mm -hmm. that's not quality time and i was like what do you mean it's not quality time (laughs) it's not quality time being like so having the definitions of what those particular instances mean or like specific examples mm-hmm. um, with your partner and discussing that, uh, that's something that we learned in marriage, yeah. uh, specifically in the last year. Mm-hmm. So, You think more so in the last year? Yes. Why? I feel, well, primarily because the words of affirmation thing for me, I feel like happened more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the differentiation in quality time definitions for the two of us happened in the last year Mm -hmm. so that's why i said the most in the last year i don't think that my perception of quality time has changed as much as other things in our relationship have changed because of course you don't really have to when you're first dating somebody you don't you know have to compete for their attention they're up your ass all the time like you don't have to you know you're just obsessed with that person all the time if you have your phone you're communicating with that person you're talking to that person you're engaged with them versus you know some time in it's not that's not necessarily the dynamic you know so much with the cell phones anymore because you know you're doing other things your partner is usually like at home with you you see them on a regular basis so you're wanting to catch up and see what else goes on so i don't think that my definition of quality time has changed as much as the habits and the patterns that we fall into have Mm -hmm. and so i had to speak up and say okay well i don't feel like i'm getting what i need because this is how i identify quality time we were doing that at one point and now we're not (laughs) and i think that maybe if i clearly define what i mean by that it'll make a difference which it has yeah okay so maybe i just have a better understanding of what quality time means to you yes now so like i said in the past year (laughs) i've learned and grown the most as far as learning new things about that and how they can adapt and change yours didn't adapt and change my understanding adapted and changed k whether you agree or disagree i didn't say anything i'm just saying k you're just okay <laughs> so what about arguing uh, speak of the devil um 
oh man how to argue fairly mm-hmm. um I don't enjoy confrontation even with you where it's very a very safe space for me to voice my opinion mm-hmm. um but I've learned to speak up and better communicate my needs when when that happens as opposed to letting it all just sit for a while and then I blow up mm-hmm. so I feel like I've grown in that to where I don't have those blow-ups like I did. Not that they were often. Um, but even now, I have even less of them because I'm able to better understand my own emotions mm-hmm. and why I was doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how by speaking that and having those opinions or or um, those needs, I can we avoid arguments that way. We don't argue. I mean, like, uh, like Mm-mm. I like to argue just for the sake of arguing. So, yes, like, I'll do. pick, like, a dumb topic or you like to contort debate. something in jest that you said and then just be obnoxious about it. But as far as actual arguments, mm. we don't argue. No, not really. Uh, not really at all. So, no. you are very, I'm very sensitive and you are very aware of that. And uh, so, like, even if you don't like something that I said... You take some space for yourself, but you always tell me, hey, I still love you. I just need some time in our room alone, or I need some, I need to go for a drive or something. Yeah. But. If you say something that I don't like, chances are I'm just going to be like, I need to process this. And, you know, you said mm-hmm. something that pissed me off or hurt my feelings, or I interpreted something this way. Yeah. I'm going to process that. And then at some point we can come back together and have a discussion about it. Um, and a lot of the times, like after that, it'll be like a text message or something to you that'll just say, you know, just later on after it's, we haven't talked about it for a little bit. Hey, we can talk about this whenever, or I just felt like X, Y, and Z, because I know that you communicate better just with something written. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And then I'm also, you know, really good about making sure that I kind of explain my tone. Yeah. Like my tone is not this it's not this it's yeah. just this you know so that i can't misinterpret it which right. i appreciate because i like to uh create scenarios in my head that aren't actually there mm-hmm. or where like you're more upset than you actually are and we do a good job of communicating via text a lot of couples can't really do that mm-hmm. uh, because they do don't communicate that tone mm-hmm. uh or intention and uh but for me it's hard for me to in the heat of the moment be able to um, tell you exactly how I'm feeling mm-hmm. and for and to just gather my thoughts clearly that's happening now mm-hmm. so if I have the chance to think about it and type it up and then read it and be like no that's not what I meant let me try this way versus mm-hmm. just saying it and how I meant it like and for it not and for it to come out the way that I didn't intend for it to right because I always want to be careful in the way that I communicate as well mm-hmm. um, so that it's never disrespectful or mean or yeah harsh or short, mm-hmm. even though I am. Yeah, you little lady. Yeah. Also, um, something else even that like I've worked on has been like when we are, if we're in the middle of like a debate or argument, disagreement, whatever, 
not bringing up like old situations into what yeah i was gonna say why you gotta bring up old shit (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like not bringing up old situations while we're talking about whatever is current yeah because i feel like that's kind of like fighting fair yeah and you know if you already address something or whatever and even because there are things that i feel like i have to like say often (laughs) um and usually it's just like, please don't leave this here or... Honey, please don't leave your socks underneath the coffee table. Yeah. Uh, honey, please put your clothes away and don't leave them next to the side of the bed when you get up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> honey, please don't leave dishes in the sink overnight. Yeah. What else? Yeah. <laughs> um, please wipe down the counters when you get done feeding the dogs because there's always dog food on the counter um you know things like that so instead of me being like honey i've asked you like ninety-seven thousand fucking times stop Uh. being such a fucking asshole Uh. and stop fucking doing this shit you know i fucking hate it i would cry i'd just be like babe my feelings so hurt honeykins do you remember how um (laughs) I really do not like for there to be food on the counter after you feed the puppies. Will you please remember to wipe it down after you get done feeding the dogs, please? Thank you. And then I will usually like give you a kiss or like a high five. I or like something. kisses. I know. Oh man. It's almost like a healthy way to weaponize somebody's love language. So like if you realize that like even if you're in like a cishet relationship or a gay relationship or whatever and you know that your partner likes physical touch if they're doing something that you like give them a lot of physical touch when they do it if Mm. it's words of affirmation make sure that you give them a lot of words of affirmation for doing that if there's something special that you can do for that because you don't notice like that's how i get you it's behavioral psychology yes and then like i will i text you like when you remember do that oh my god honey thank you so much for doing that it looks so (sighs) nice over here i appreciate you taking the extra 14 seconds to put up up your cords yeah your cords like on your side of the bed at night in the like in the morning before you leave for work you know because i'm just like it makes me feel very heard and validated and important and prioritized and you know i try to communicate it makes me feel blank when blank you know oh honey when you do that thank you so much for doing that it makes me feel like you really hear me and pay attention to me when you remember to do that or whatever and that really works for us how does that language and those responses make you feel they make me feel good because um when i do uh, a certain activity or something to contribute to our household Mm -hmm. like you telling me thank you and like that you saw it and you appreciate it makes me be like oh boy i did a great job i was a good wife today yeah so versus if i don't that's okay if i don't do it and or like if i do it and you don't say anything that i'm just like well shouldn't appreciate it when i do it like why would i continue to do it and then like my brain is like because you fucking live here what the fuck do you mean why would you not continue (laughs) to fucking do that shit i don't fucking understand why you wouldn't just do it but then i was like okay we're not a single person anymore like it's not just you and if you make a mess you know that you have to clean it up you have to learn how to coax the other person into doing things. And also, just while we're on that topic, just this week, talking about help versus contribute. 
Mm-hmm. Just the language of those two things. If you're two people that share a space, you share a home, apartment, condo, whatever, um, you ha- have a shared living space. I don't like the way that I help around the house sounds or like even people with children, I help with the kids. Are those your kids? Then you're not helping with those are your children. They are your responsibility as well. Now, one person may primarily do more than the other, but it's not like, quote unquote, their job, you know, like it's not just your mom's responsibility to make sure that you survive and are clean and have whatever (laughs) it is that you need or whatever. Like there are still other ways that they can contribute because both people can contribute, but it's not necessarily help. True. And I understand that. Like growing up, um, I remember that like, my dad's contribution as far as raising me was carrying me to all of my 97 practices or lessons. Mm -hmm. And then also when I was little on Sunday mornings, it was my hair was down past my ass. Mm -hmm. And it was his job to dry my hair (laughs) when we washed it on Sunday mornings, Mm -hmm. which is a task. And he beat me in the head with the hair dryer on accident so many times. I love him so much. Yeah. But like I now looking back, I'm like, oh, those were great moments together. Yeah. You know, even if he did beat the shit out of me with the hair dryer. I could not even imagine how cute a sight that would have been. Little baby Allison and my cute little father-in-law with his pants up to his chin. Yeah. And something I hated was um, my mom used to iron his shirts and then she taught me how to iron the shirts. So then it was my responsibility to iron the shirts mm-hmm. for Sunday morning church. Mm-hmm. After he beat me in the head with the hairdryer. Yeah, well, what can you do? <laughs> um. But you're right. Uh, and like I, I always was just like, well, I'm helping around the house. And I'm, what can I do to help you? Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, you, you would get upset with that. And I, I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I was like, why are you mad when I'm just trying to help? And you'd be like, there's that, that word again. Right. Mm-hmm. And you were like, please don't say that. And you said it Okay. Kindly. But also for context, like if I'm already in a cleaning mood mm-hmm. and like nothing's going on it's like saturday that you know we're just hanging out it's like one o'clock in the afternoon and stuff needs to be done right if i'm gonna get up and do it i'm not the type of person like i don't nag you into doing anything Mm -mm. if you don't do it like for the longest like i will ask you like a time or two and if you don't do it it's just not gonna get done or i'll do it myself if i have asked you for information for me to schedule an appointment for you if you don't respond to me about that if it's not an important appointment oh, well, like you're going to go without because I know how to, you know, I'll call and schedule. That doesn't bother me. Kind of like getting your oil changed and stuff like that. And then I'm awake until 2 a.m. And I'm just like, oh, shit, Allison needs her oil changed in her car. This needs this. I have to go grocery shopping. That's when I make my grocery list is when I can't sleep at like 2 a.m. Naturally. Yeah. Thank you so much, anxiety. But yeah, so... (laughs) if I'm gonna like get up and I'm already like in a mode to do that Mm -hmm. like don't get up and start doing stuff don't if I make a list of things for myself don't get up and look at my list because you could have already done something that you know is like what you like to do because like I'm the one that does like the majority of the cleaning at home but there are still a couple things that you and I have decided together would be kind of your tasks right Mm -hmm. And, you know, if those tasks don't get done, I'm not going to wait for you to do it. I'm just going to do it because I'm just like, we've already spoken at length about this. If you're not going to do it, it's not going to do me any good to be stressed out about it. Right. Just 
do it because it needs doing. Yeah. So that's what makes me frustrated about that. Not just I'm doing yeah. something and you got up to Yeah, help. that's that's understandable. Um Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I just don't think about mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. For real. Um, I thought of some other stuff that I've learned is to like if you are expressing a uh, concern mm-hmm. or something that upsets you or a need to not interrupt mm-hmm. and fully hear everything that you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for a long time, had a tendency to just interrupt and be like, and it's something I'm still working on, uh, just interrupt and be like, yeah, 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 no, I hear you. Like, it's it, okay. And you weren't finished or whomever was speaking wasn't finished. Mm-hmm. And I would miss out on some of the things uh, that they needed to say because I thought I knew what they were going to mm-hmm. say. And so I'd be like, no, 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 I got it. And that makes me shut down. I will leave. I will literally turn around and walk away from you. I'll be like, so, okay, yeah, so that's I've, not important. Bye. Right. <laughs> so I feel like I've gotten better at that. It's something I'm definitely still working you on have. personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, is to not just assume I know what the other person is going to say just to. Yeah. I told y'all I was about to just lose my to, shit. to fully listen to everything and um there they are those damn dogs I swear so <laughs> uh is also empathy is another thing that I've learned um that's not something that naturally I understood or had the capacity for or anything like that so I feel like you know I'm doing a much better job of being like okay if I were in my wife's shoes and my spouse did this, how would it make me feel? Mm-hmm. And trying to do a better job of that. So I feel like I'm learning, I'm growing on those those couple of things, but the hearing them out, geez, that's a hard a hard one for me. Hearing them out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like like not talking yeah. while you're talking. Yeah. Sorry about that pen clicking, guys. We got a <laughs> we got a list and I'm trying to mark it off and I keep forgetting to just leave it where the pen Leave it clicked. Out. Sorry. Oh man. <laughs> what have you learned about family since we've been together? Oh. Uh a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um it, I've learned that family is truly chosen. Um I wish that y'all could see her. She looks so stressed out. Like I she's am. got her hands like in her hair. Like her okay, fists are balled um, up. That just because you're, you know, you're related by blood doesn't mean that you're obligated to do something for them. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it uh, breaks one of the boundaries that you have set, are trying to set, so on. Um, I've learned that I don't always have to say yes. Uh, and that if I don't want to do something, it's okay for me to say I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also learned, like, there are certain important things that do, like, that I do want to be a part of and don't want to miss out on and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but that you, you, my wife, fucking dogs, you, my wife, are first priority. And my family that I grew up with, <coughs> excuse me, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Uh, my family I grew up with is now secondary um, because you and our relationship comes first. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been something to learn as well, because mm-hmm. for the longest time they, you know, they were the first priority, especially my parents and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, what about you? What have you learned about family? That's a loaded topic. So much. <laughs> Y'all um, thought I was stressed. So just trying to keep it short like again it's just kind of like you said people that choose you and that you choose um doesn't necessarily have to be blood right you know and I harbored a lot of guilt even for the relationships that I had like with your parents or with your family or anything like that because of how it would be perceived Mm. um on my side of the family or whatever and you know I'm just kind of used to being made to look kind of like an asshole um but yeah, so it's just been trying to unlearn all that and just mm-hmm. be present and enjoy the people that want to spend time with me and that yeah. want to support me and support us and embrace us and everything. And on, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum, learning to set boundaries and learning to stand by those boundaries. And um, it really encouraged me to do more with taking care of myself and taking mm-hmm. care of my mental health and doing what I needed to do as far as that's concerned. So if I were talking to like a newly married person or somebody that's considering marriage, really evaluate how important it is for you to get along with, be included in, feel a part of, feel embraced by like your spouses or yeah. partner's family. Um, whether that's parents, think about your own trauma, think about your own experiences yeah. with your own or whatever, because there's nothing wrong with wanting to have that sense of belonging right. if they want to embrace you the way that you want. Um, but also make sure that you're not being, that you're not overextending and that you're yeah. not um, performing. Right. Or that you, you know, if it makes you feel comfortable, then do that. And if it's not something that you feel comfortable with, or it's a dysfunctional dynamic or triggering dynamic, it's okay to step back from that. Just make sure like it goes without saying how important communication is in a relationship, but just make sure that your partner understands where that is coming from. Because if they're very close with your fam with their family and something is going on with you that kind of stands in the way of being attached to those people, they might take it very personally. Yeah. Um, and that could, you know, cause a riff in your relationship. Yeah. So you want to make sure that y'all are on the same page as far as how you deal with things, um, who's going to handle the, you know, relative that gets out of hand and disrespects the spouse's partner. Yeah. Um, you know, like if something happened with us and your parents, like who would be the one to say what or whatever. Right. And the same with my family and relatives and stuff like that. Yeah. And also like, I'm always going to suggest therapy, especially for breaking down family stuff when it comes with other people. Yes. Because, you know, you can't, it, all that, all of that stuff is going to manifest some way or another in your relationship yeah. and you need to have tools for how to work around it and figure out what to do in lieu of that, because, you know, it could be kind of like a pest or like a virus or a bacteria that's like breaking down, you know, really important foundational aspects of your relationship. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. Um, and also figuring out, you know, how you're going to potentially tackle, to you know the holidays and stuff and mm-hmm. how you're gonna split that up or do you go to this place do you go to that place and just talking about that ahead of time and not assuming 
that you're just going to go to your families on this day because that's what y'all have always done. Mm-hmm. Like, you have another person and another family to consider now. Right. Are y'all going to start new traditions? Are right. Are you going to want to adapt or change or modify something that one or both of you has already been doing? Does it matter? Is it important? You know, is that something that you're such a big Christmas fanatic and somebody else hates it? Is it going to be a deal breaker for you? Like, is it that important to you? And if so, that's okay. You know, if that's something that is a value that you hold close, but it's important to be able to have those discussions openly because that, like anything else, can be something that builds resentment over time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, it, that actually segues pretty well into the next one, which is how, um, uh, what have you learned about mental health in our, uh, since being married? Oh, a ton. Um, it was a lot of things that I am able to pinpoint back to my upbringing and stuff that right. was showing up in our relationship. Yeah. The way that functional people respond to things and to conflict and to feelings and to feeling overwhelmed. I did not have those tools. If you and I were having a conversation and it was difficult, I was in a bad mood. I wanted to do what I've always done and what I've seen modeled for me. And that's go into a room, close the door, not be bothered. I don't want to talk about it. Leave me alone. Disengage. Yes. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to talk about it. Um, And that was really, really difficult for you. Yeah. Because you were just like, I just want to help. I don't want you to come home and be upset because then that makes me not have a, 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 a good day or a good night. Even if I had a bad day at work or if I had a good day at work and want to come talk to you about it you're not pleasant and you know that was like well damn I mean Mm. that's how you feel (laughs) but it was something that we had to work on and you know have a discussion about when we're upset how how are we going to go around doing what you need in order for you to feel okay but for me to get my my needs met also um so then you know like I'll talk about it and then it went from like talking about it to talking about it ad nauseum to like not talking about it as much because I might have a therapist or have different tools. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, oh yeah, I completely forgot to tell you about this thing because my medication low key has me kind of numb to things yeah. more than I would have been before. <laughs> I don't even think that it's numbness as much as I think that I might be functioning on a more, um, a, a more normal baseline than I was before because I was always in a constant state of anxiety and I didn't realize that yeah. I was and that it drove a lot of my behaviors. So that in itself, big thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, just understanding what was going on, understanding the fact that I was depressed yeah. and how to do that, going to therapy. Then that took a lot of the weight off of our relationship and our unit and for us to be able to connect differently because I'm not just talking about the same thing over and over and over again because this family member hurt me. I'm sad about it. I'm upset about it. This friend hurt me. I'm mad about it. I'm upset about it. But it was like never getting a resolve because I understand now that that's what it was. It was just that anxiety because that's what my brain did. It was always on a loop and there was never a way to get that loop to go off. And I'm just like, child, I don't give a fuck. Like, I do not care. Great. So (laughs) she's a bitch. I deleted her phone number. I'm done now. So great. Bye. Like, what do you want for dinner? Like, I don't give a shit. Oh, I Um, like dinner. Which is great. It's been very, very liberating. I'm so glad. So what about you and mental health? Uh, I've learned a lot about myself as well as how to... um, interact with my spouse who's having some mental health issues and so like you said going to therapy I think that everybody needs to go to therapy period shout out to therapy 
doing so made me able to um, better understand and more quickly understand my emotions and thoughts and opinions and why I would react a certain way um, so that I could better communicate that to you because before a lot of the time you were recognizing um, an emotion I had before I even realized I had it Mm -hmm. and that isn't your job and so having to, to take a step back to be like okay so how why am I feeling this way without you having to plant those seeds and coming to the conclusion on my own works out really really well Mm-hmm. And then um, to how to best support your spouse when they're going through those. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, this year has been really hard for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so trying to... Not this year. It was 2019. Well, this past year. Okay. Last year. Okay. So 2019 has been really hard for both of us. 2019 was. And so trying to <laughs> just figure out the best way to support you and asking a lot of questions and um (laughs) asking a lot of questions and trying to um realizing that I couldn't meet your needs before you know you knew that you had them or before uh like you you had to ask me when you needed something you had to tell me Um, but I feel like learning how to support you in that was, was a real growing moment for me. So not assuming that I knew how to fix it or that just by not talking about it, that it would just go away, Mm -hmm. which is what I would normally like to do. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not how life works. Right. But to just have that open line of communication, even if you weren't feeling good, just consistently on a daily basis asking you, babe, how do you feel today? What can I do? Um, when you were going through these things, you know, how can I, what can I do to help? What do you need? Yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Um, so learning how to support was what I learned. Yeah. What have you learned about sex? Oh, sex. <laughs> sex. Sex. <laughs> Sexy time. No, I've learned uh, that as adults, it's hard to have sex as often as we would like. Like, I thought, you know, when I was younger, I'd be like, okay, well, once you're married or once you're in a relationship, you can have sex whenever you want. And, da, 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 da. and even though, like, there are times when you technically can. I know. Well, <laughs> there are times when, like, both of us really want to, but like we are so tired that we fall asleep before anything can happen, or something, something like that. That's that's what I've learned. What have you learned that's about it. sex? Um, that married sex is great. You can do it wherever, whenever. Uh, and being with, like, that one person allows you to really, like, I know what you like, I know what you don't like, and so, like, the experience I feel like are more intense than others. Hmm. What have you learned? Um. That much, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. So a whole lot of nothing. 
Um, but I learned. <laughs> sounds like something your dad would say. <laughs> I like don't that. like that you're bringing up my dad when we're talking <laughs> about sex. Please, <laughs> man. You know what? I wish that my in-laws was still getting it in. I feel like everybody needs to get it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you feel all weird about it. I feel like they're married people, and I don't care about your age. If pleasure is something that is still enjoyable for them, then they should still be getting it in. So, um, I've learned that like. So you know that you hear about like people that get married and then they like don't have sex anymore. And it's mostly because what I understand now on the other side of that is that they were probably two mismatched people Mm. and somebody was probably manipulating the other one into thinking that they really, really liked a whole lot of sex and they really didn't. Um, Like in a lot of like cishet relationships Mm. where like the woman seems to be like super into sex and then all of a sudden has like no interest in it whatsoever you always hear about men talking about like their wives don't go down on them anymore and you know she's not really into it and then it dwindles down because there's always a joke like it only happens on my birthday or christmas Mm. or you know things like that yeah and i don't think that that's right like always communicate about what your needs are with your partner always communicate about what you like and what you don't like don't start dating somebody and lying about when you come because they're not gonna know they're gonna right. be like oh yeah put that shit down she loved that shit i'm gonna do that shit every time and then guess what you're never gonna come because you've enforced the wrong behavior with positive responses and now he's made the association that he's doing yeah. a good job when he isn't so that's your fault there's nobody to blame but you So then you can't complain to your girlfriends five years in and be like, oh my gosh, like, I just don't even want to have sex anymore because he just, it's not ever what I really need. You have to be able to show people what it is that you like. You have to be having the conversations. If you don't want to have conversations about what you don't like during sex, you don't need to be having sex. (laughs) Um, But also, like, it's important. You have to talk about, again, that degree of how important is it. You need to be having conversations about frequency. You need to have conversations about other things. Cleanliness. And if you, uh, cleanliness, like, just hygiene in general. Like, hair, no hair. Do you, you know, because. Time of day, where. Right. Because, like, I'm definitely, like, a 3 a.m. sex person. Like, I'm just, like, my dick's always hard at like 3 a.m. I don't know why. It's just how I'm wired. It is what it is. I could be doing a whole lot of nothing and be like, hmm, that seems like it would be a fun idea. Great. But my wife is not awake at 3 a.m. So, you know, you feel like you could do it anytime during the day. It just does not really work for me in the middle of the day like that. It just doesn't. I would rather not. I'm just like, I feel like I have other shit to do. <laughs> like... I don't know. Just it, it, my body's just not why I could, but it would take a little bit of, I don't know. Like I would have to wake up to like a pristine, ha- like I just, it, it would be a lot of things. It would have to like make my mind settle for like midday or morning sex because, and then I'm just like, when was the last time I showered? You know what I mean? Like, did I take a shower the night before? Am I going to take a shower in the morning? It's in the middle of the day. I've been cleaning all day. I got a little bit sweaty. Do I need to take a shower? I want to take a shower because I'd be more comfortable, but then I'm probably still going to clean after that. Like, oh, it's complicated. But also, it's not unsexy if you have to schedule sex. Like, if that's the only way that you can get it in is you make mm-hmm. sure he's off, I'm off, she's off, I'm off. We need to make sure that we do it during this time. Um, 
And then just talk about other things that make sex enjoyable for you. Um, especially if there are any people that are dating or open to dating, like any trans people talk about language as it refers to genitalia, body parts, what makes them feel comfortable, what makes them feel safe. Um, what type of language do they prefer? Um, how do they want to be spoken to? How do they want to be touched? Um, things like that, that you might not necessarily think about if you've just only been with cisgendered partners. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically like there's nothing wrong with scheduling sex. Talk about the frequency, be honest about what you enjoy and what brings you pleasure and what does not so that nobody is confused or blindsided by yeah. it. So I feel like we've touched on communication a lot and mm. just the importance of communication. So I don't even think that we need to go over. All right. That. What do you we think? We communicated about communication. How do you feel about space? Just like personal space, alone time in general. What have you learned about that? I've learned that it's okay to have that. Um, like before I felt like I had to be stuck up your ass all the time mm -hmm. um, or whomever's ass all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, because I also had tendencies of codependency, mm -hmm. that that kind of played into that too. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't have my own things or stuff like that. So having the realization that that's okay and totally normal, um, we don't we don't do it a whole lot as far as like taking space uh, but occasionally there are like Saturdays in the fall I want to watch football and you don't so mm -hmm. like I'll watch football in the living room and you watch something in the in the bedroom and or leave or just leave <laughs> uh and so it's okay for us to have that as long as we still get because quality time is so important to you mm -hmm. that we still get some quality time in at some point mm -hmm. um during the weekend so space is okay. We can we can have our own things. Mm -hmm. um, you can have your own hobbies and interests. Uh, you like to go to yoga. I don't. Um, mainly because I but can't touch my toes. I did try it that one time, um, and it wasn't terrible. I uh, just it's not my like it's not my thing. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that like I like to play video games, and you don't really like to play video games. Or depending on what kind of video game it is, true. we are gonna get that friggin' Nintendo game with all of the oh the classic, retro yeah, yeah, the NES classic and the Super Nintendo one. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, but you don't like first person shooters or my no. any sports games or anything no. like that. So um, I know you might be able to convince me to like play FIFA one day. Oh boy, y'all heard it first here. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I take it back. I but take it like, back. We, both... <gasps> we can play 2K if I can play with Della. Ooh, okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. Della. Okay. I'm talking about Elena Della Don. Yeah, she's great. Nah. She's our favorite. Um, yeah, we can do that. Uh, <laughs> that's exciting. I'm plugging up tonight. Um, but we both like to read, but we're not going to read the same book at the same time. So, like, we'll sit next to each other reading our own separate books. One day I will indulge you and record a book for you or something. Oh, my God. I'm so or, excited. Or, like, <laughs> you want me to read to you at night. I think that that what is precious. What if we pick a book that we both want to and read, read like and then 30 I'll read minutes. it out loud? We could take turns reading. Okay, this is precious. That I like this. Cute. This is so cute. Okay, let's pick out our first book as soon as this is over. We'll tell you all about it. I'm so excited. I love to read and I love audiobooks and your voice is my favorite voice. So now I just get the best of, of all of the worlds. 
Oh, boy. I wish y'all could see her body language right now. She looks so cute. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. Um, so space is okay and having different friends or... Yeah. How do you feel about friendship? Um, I think it's... How know, was... How... In marriage, what have you learned about oh, friendship? I've learned <laughs> that it is okay for us to not do everything together, and that includes our friends. Mm-hmm. Not doing our friends. Wait, let me reverse that. What I meant to say was, you didn't always have to be with me when we were hanging out with, like, my friends, mm-hmm. or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if you go on a friend date, I'm totally cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have expressed the same, because for a while I was like, I'm having to unlearn a lot of um, you know, issues from past relationships and that it goes back to the codependency thing too of that it's okay to have different friends and as long as no one, they don't disrespect our marriage or the boundaries that we have set that totally okay and healthy. And I like that. What have you learned? Be careful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No new friends 2020. I, don't know. I just don't I don't like people. Like my preference because I feel like it's inevitable because there's always going to be I feel like an inevitable like shift. Mm. If you start hanging out with unpartnered people uh-huh. or unhappily partnered people, true. There's going to be a shift. Interest is going to be hyper concentrated on one partner or the other partner in your union. And you really have to watch out for that because something that made me feel more like safe, like I enjoy like meeting other people, hanging out with other people, like experiencing that with you. I don't know. There's like a couple people that I'll like hang out one on one with or whatever. But for the most, like, I just would prefer, like, to either, like, hang out with you, whether that's with other people or not, or by myself. Yeah. That's just kind of where I am at this yeah. season in my life. Like, I'm so sick of people. <laughs> um, I mean, I am. Like, I've had, like, a really, really shitty time with yeah. people. And it's taken me six years to figure out, oh, yeah, people are shit. Okay? Like, people are quite shit. <laughs> and... <laughs> Like, it's awful. Like, people will fucking use you, completely drain your life source, and lie to you, and just be confused about why you don't return their text messages when they start them off, and it's just paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs about them talking about something that's not related to you at all. Like, I had to send a text the other day to, like, a really, like, one of my best friends and say... I need you to start your text messages with saying hello. You need to say hello, good morning, hi, how are you, something. Don't just start off and send me these long ass text messages about something that's frustrating you or making you upset. Yeah. Like, you don't need me for this conversation. This could be a monologue. You don't need me for this. Yeah. I'm not really responding much to it because it makes me upset that I don't feel like I'm participating yeah. in this conversation. So just don't, yeah. don't do that. Yeah, I've, um, friendships are hard mm-hmm. and I like you more a thousand times more Same. than most people. I don't even have like a um, desire for like the people that I've interacted with through this podcast, y'all that email me, y'all that DM <laughs> me on Instagram, whatever, which I feel like is just a coincidence anyway, because I feel like eventually we would have found each other anyway, somehow. Um, but I feel like those are genuine interactions, but they require a different caliber of, attention and energy and effort like 
it's not really, you don't really have to, you know, I mean, you can talk to somebody and, you know, in your heart have like the best of intentions or whatever, but it's not as draining if you're just talking to somebody and sharing your life experiences as somebody that you've known for, you know, 15 years and y'all are just everything with them is falling apart always. And (laughs) you're always just the one that's telling them about you're having to build them back up. It's kind of like... Uh, what's something that you would have trying to kind of like trying to reform a snowman when the sun's out and it's like melting right so that's kind of the relationship dynamic I have is that I'm constantly Mm. trying to pull this puddle back into a ball and be like no like you're a snowman you're not a shitty little dirty fucking muddy piece you're not a muddy puddle that's not what you are at all like no you're a beautiful snowman you're great look at your little stick arms and like the little like carrot is sliding off of the nose because it's melting and it's not it's like when Olaf melts and frozen it's not sustainable I wouldn't know I've never seen that movie I know so it's not a sustainable friendship dynamic is my point so that's what I've learned a lot and those have been very very prevalent I feel because I do have a genuine friendship with you as well and us because you're you're my best friend like I'm not just saying that because we're married and because like we live together you're my best friend because I like you when you think about a best friend we do we hang out together we have sleepovers and we can have wine and watch movies and just laugh and talk about dumb stuff like we're not serious like we are very rarely serious um (laughs) just with you know like it'll be some serious things like this is what you need but I feel like a lot of our relationship is still play and I really really love that about our dynamic or whatever and I don't ever get to play with anybody for real I'm just like y'all need to fucking I'm gonna get y'all some footy pajamas. We're gonna get some oh, freaking figurines. I don't think I ever had footy pajamas. I have some footy pajamas in currently. Yes. Oh, the zebra one. Wait. Oh. Yes, they have feet in them. Oh, I want some. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just feel like I'm missing out. Okay. Sure, bud. I just want We can get the kids size. It'll sure, be great. Bud. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's what I've learned. And just to, I'm, I'm very, very weary of people. Yeah. That's it. I'm very weary of people and don't, I don't like it mm. when it's, they need too much. Like our dogs. Mm. Doggy break, doggy break. I have to sing cause I'm gonna be irate. Doggy break, doggy break, <laughs> little doggy barking intermission. Ding. That was great. I'm so glad that you loved it. Yeah, it was truly put my heart and soul inspiring. in. I'm thinking about going on the voice. So. Um. Yeah, like if you're, the things I've learned about marriage in general is that. There are a lot of people in unhappy marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody's being like, honest about that shit. If you want to speak negatively about your spouse to someone else on a regular basis, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you need to not do that you and need speak to to with your therapist. spouse and a therapist. But, um, and that's the thing, like, there are people that I've heard talk about their spouses in such negative terms like Mm -hmm. on a regular basis and i'm just like i and they'll be like you know what i mean and i'll be like no i don't (laughs) because my wife is my best friend and she is great and i love her and even if i 
even if we were going through something or, you know, whatever, I wouldn't tell you about it. Mm-hmm. I'd tell our therapist and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, like, even when we do, um, you know, have an argument like that one time, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't talk to anyone about it except for my therapist mm-hmm. and you. Mm-hmm. Because I and feel we like, fixed it. It's so yeah. easy to resolve the conflicts and stuff that you have when you don't have ninety-seven people in your business. Yeah, and you're not getting all these different perspectives. Like mm-hmm. the only two that matter are ours, mm-hmm. uh, and potentially a third-party therapist. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was it. We put the work in to make sure that, like, for us, divorce is not an option. It's not. Uh, when I said I do, I meant it forever, and you're stuck with me, so I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> and, uh, no, not funny? Okay, it's fine. I thought it was funny. Forget you, honey. Mm. Well, until now, it wasn't, it was forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's forever. Oh, okay. Even though sometimes before I go to sleep, I have to say, <laughs> have you been a faithful wife? <laughs> Y'all, she's, so, some of the side effects of her medication have been, um, very vivid dreams and nightmares, and this one, like, two- That feel like memories. Two or three times, like, back to back to back, she had a dream that I was cheating on her, and I was like, honey, why? So now we can't, and then she also had, like, a violent dream, Mm -hmm. uh, along with that, you had that. So now we can't watch <laughs> anything but fluffy stuff before bed. Yeah, or like something animated. We've got to watch like Bob's Burgers. Oh, I fucking love Bob's Burgers. Something dumb. Like oh I could God. watch like Love After Lockup. That doesn't seem to really? mess with my psyche at all. No, even because if I can't relate to those people at okay. all. Like even if they catch their significant other cheating on them or something, that doesn't negatively affect you? I go into that show expecting that that's what's happening the whole time. No. no it's not a surprise. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I don't know, but maybe because I've been take like I've been listening to You're Wrong About, which is a great podcast yeah. that I love. Um, that's basically like about debunking different things about cases and stories mm. and epidemics or panics that we've right. had socially um, throughout history, and it's really really great. And there's like I'm now on like the umpteenth hour of listening to like the O.J. Simpson trial and stuff mm. like that. So then I was watching that and then I was watching OJ Made in America and then I was watching whatever the Netflix show was. So it was just a lot of OJ Simpson for a while. Mm. And then... So it makes sense about uh, the violence mm-hmm. and then the cheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know the cheating thing. It just happens every now and again. So I'm yeah. sure. But you know, it's just then, being not, aware. But of, then you get mad at me for it. Like the next day, you're, not for real, for real, but you're like, honey, why did you cheat on me in my dream? And then I'm like, you don't need to what, do it and I won't be upset. Or like you just wake up and the first thing you say is, why did you cheat on me? And I'm over here like, what? Or I'm like going to sleep and I'm like, have you been a faithful wife? <laughs> and I'm like, like why? why are you asking me this? Like, Jesus. Because y'all, like, we are the most open when it comes to, like, our phones. Like, her face unlocks my phone. She knows the passcode when she remembers how many digits it is. And uh, and I know yours. 
until like you like i got that face id back we got that replacement you can uh you can literally pick my phone up at any point in time and read through any text message or instagram or whatever you want and i know i could do the same um not that i ever do because for what (laughs) i show you every freaking message that comes in anyway true most days and you're like babe look at this this was funny look at how funny i am (laughs) and you're laughing at yourself so i'm funny yeah you are very funny you're definitely more witty than i am um but that's why i like you i like you yeah my winged eyeliner is Um, going my eyes so badly um, uh, the last little nugget that I want to mm-hmm. to give out would be, you and I talked about this earlier, is just to continue dating your spouse. Yeah. Like, just because you um, secured the marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you locked it down, doesn't mean that that's it and that's the end of romance or dating or anything like that. Yeah. Like, I want to continue to date you until we're old and gray. And then what do you mean our- until we're old and gray? We can't date when we're old and gray. Okay, well, I'll be like, come me a little old ass over here and eat some applesauce with me to fuck. I like applesauce. And then, um, <laughs> like the cinnamon applesauce is my favorite. Anyway, so my then, cinnamon <laughs> <laughs> so then just to, just to continue to have dates and, and making time for each other, um, whether it's a set date night every week, every mm-hmm. month, whatever it may be, or if it's spontaneous dates or, you know, weekends away or whatever Whatever that entails, just to make sure that you're making time for each other and continuing to make each other priority. Yeah. Make each other. That's what I just said. Make each other. Yeah. I want to make you a priority. I don't think I like that. I think it makes me feel a little unsafe. I'm a little uncomfortable. In case y'all didn't know, that's my winking noise. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Finger t- guns. Tiffany's having a stroke. <laughs> It's a stroke wink. Oh, man. Y'all are missing out because y'all but can't y'all, see this. I'm so sorry that you don't get the same experience that I have of Tiffany being your <laughs> spouse because it is the greatest, truly. She makes my oh, coffee babe. every morning. She picks out my outfits and does such a great job that everybody tells me how great I look all the time. And, you know, words of affirmation. That makes me feel great. Uh, and just make sure that all of my life is put together before I have to go to work in the morning to make my mornings easier because I'm not a morning person. And that's always so very, very helpful. And you step in when I don't remember to do things like schedule oil changes and things of that nature. Um, and you just always make me feel so good about myself and... I just love you a lot, and I'm sorry y'all can't experience that. Because it's mine. Because you're great. You're great. You're great. You're great. And you're very cute. I love you for you and not just for all the things that you do for me. Aw, babe. And y'all, this is what we sound like all the time. Like, yeah. all the time, we'll just be like, you're great. No, you're great. <laughs> I think you're great. No, I think you're great. You're a nice lady. You're a nice lady. <laughs> like those are, I love you, you're great, you're a nice lady, or you're a sweet lady are the things that I would say that we... And you're we, pretty. Oh, and I like your butt cheeks. <gasps> I like your butt cheeks. I do yeah. say that to you a lot, don't I? Yeah, you do. <laughs> you said it. She came to visit me at work today and said it at work. And I was like, oh. <laughs> it was have... just you and one person in there. It's, yeah. it's fine. It's only a he little knows. bit. He's It's fine. Oh. I didn't like yell it, but I was like, I like it. But yeah, cheeks. I'm sorry that y'all can't experience Tiffany as a spouse since she is mine. Babe, you're so sweet, sweet, sweet.
sorry. Don't fucking try I it. I was going to say, I'm sorry that y'all can't experience Allison as a spouse, but I'm not sorry because you're my spouse. <laughs> and I better not say anything else because I'll have real fucked up dreams later about it oh, if I no. do. But I love you a lot. I think that you're great. You do a great job making sure that everything is like taken care of and where it's supposed to be. And you pay the bills on time. Yeah. And you look so cute going to your job where you got a dress like a little business professional, a little douche. And you're so cute. <laughs> I do look like a douche. I know, you all out. you all just look like a whole bunch of douchebags. Um, <laughs> professional douchebags. You do. That's what, what you business professional douchebag is what I heard. Oh. That's you always looks I'll so get cute. A, I'll get our recruiters to change the uh job titles. I think that you should. Douchebags. Mm-hmm. I think that would be cute. <laughs> I wonder um, how many more applications we would get because of that. Oh my are you kidding? I would immediately I'd be like they're looking for douchebags. That sounds great. That sounds like you get to work at that restaurant where you get to, like, insult the customers. Like, are you kidding me? That's a perfect place for people with depression and anxiety and a whole bunch of freaking insecurity issues. Um, Not that I have issues with insecurity, but. Yeah. Well, not any more than, like, your average person. No. Like, that wouldn't be the reason for that. But blowing off steam? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Would love to tell you how much you suck. (laughs) <laughs> while you're just like oh my gosh do it more i'll be like you're so fucking basic you probably don't need to eat any more of these peanuts because you're not doing a good job shelling them to begin with genius you know things oh, like that no. um i can't go to a restaurant like that i'd probably cry roast you mean like oh my god like i just it's like do you have the option like can you go in and be like do you want to be insulted or do you want a I nice don't, waiter i don't know but i already feel so anxious about it just thinking about going oh my gosh. But that's I a franchise we need to buy into. so you and one of your friends can go to the zero that. turnover you, are you kidding me because who's gonna complain to your boss they came there so that you could be a dick to them they came there me. for that yeah uh, i'd rather not gorgeous business model i love it I just Truly. want you to tell me I look nice and I smell nice. You do look nice and smell nice all the time. You smell so good. Ooh. I'm always sniffing you. Yeah, you are. You're always sniffing me, fixing me. I'm just poking at you. Poke, poke, poke. I'm giving you hugs. I like hugs. Holding your hands. I like holding hands. Pinching you a little. I don't like that. I know. I can't really <laughs> help it. Your skin is so soft and supple. It's perfect for pinching. Don't pinch. Perfect for pinching. Don't pinch. Or biting sometimes. Oh, I like it. You're so soft. You like a little tenderloin. <laughs> I don't like it when you when you do that. You like a little tenderloin. All right, you guys. So make sure that you follow us at, on Instagram <laughs> at sweetesthoney.love. That's also the name of our website. And you can also follow us on Twitter at sweetesthoneypod. And that's P-O-D, like podcast. And y'all can email us at info at sweetesthoney.love if you'd like to share a story or if you would like to be a remote guest for the podcast or if you want to give us sweet words of affirmation or encouragement and say how much this podcast has affected your life I'm completely okay with that better yet do me one better wherever you listen to your podcast whether that's iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever if you have the ability to rate and leave a review Rate it five stars and then in your review, tell us how wonderful we are and how funny we are and how we make your week and how y'all panic when you don't hear from us and how you love this podcast so much. It's your favorite part of the week. That You're always looking forward so to great. it. Yes. Are you kidding me? Like I will like ugly cry on Instagram if y'all do that. Oh, I'll be like, oh my God, I love you guys so much. 
oh my god you gotta do this like, sometimes i do that remember when y'all were actually buying the t-shirts which we do still have for sale oh. um and that's how i felt about it if you would like for me to feel that way again buy these t-shirts please y'all um please. buy some shirts buy some shirts we're looking otherwise at y'all ain't getting no more damn shirts and i've oh. got some really good ideas for shirts but if y'all are not gonna buy these we're just gonna keep them for ourselves i mean something yeah, I'll figure it out. Don't we'll, worry about it. We'll but I would like something. for you to buy them because they look really, really cute on you. It's hot. It was almost 80 degrees here today. What? Almost 80 degrees. It was so hot outside. How do I know? I went to a nursery. The point is, um, I went to a nursery. I had a doctor's appointment. I was outside. I had a skirt on. I was scared that everybody was going to see my underwear because it was windy. It was delightful. Oh, no. oh my gosh. I wasn't really afraid. I'm just like, oh, well, it is what oh. it is. But it felt delightful outside today. It I didn't was so go outside warm. today. Oh, so nice. Um... So yeah, it's the perfect time for a short sleeve Swedish Honey t-shirt. They're Bella Canvas 3001 C's. They're very soft. They're so um, soft. They're lightweight. They feel very nice. And we have them in gray and maroon. Or you can get a long sleeve comfort color shirt if you like to hang out inside with long sleeve shirts on. A little bit oversized. You want to look cute. Maybe in the spring you like to wear shorts and long sleeve shirts with the sleeves rolled up. It would be cute. Look really cute with a white pair of shorts and some Birkenstocks like a proper lesbian. I think it would be great personally so don't forget you can go to our website sweetesthoney.love to pick up those t-shirts and that's it babe do you want to tell the honeybees anything else i hope that y'all love your spouse as much as i love mine yeah and that your relationship can be as fulfilling as this one and so if you um you just got married congratulations if you've been married forever i would love to hear your secrets yes oh oh oh! if you've been in a long-term relationship or a marriage email info at sweetesthoney.love any tips that you may have yeah. that we did not mention in this podcast and we'll send them to emily for Hell her yeah. and her husband uh so yeah that's a, that's the only tidbit is i hope that you find the happiness that we have found yeah that's sweet honey i love you i love you and we love you guys yeah and we will talk to you next time we love bye. you guys bye and my family that I grew up with, <coughs> excuse me, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Uh, my family I grew up with is now secondary um, because you and our relationship comes first. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been something to learn as well because mm-hmm. for the longest time they, you know, they were the first priority, especially my parents and stuff.